Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball, and you're listening to Speaking of Travel right here on News Radio 570 WWNC and 880 The Revolution. Speaking of Travel is brought to you by Appalachian Realty. They've been helping people call Asheville home since 1979. And remember, you can go to the Speaking of Travel website. That's speakingoftravel.net. And now you'll find a page where you can actually sign up for the Speaking of Travel Travel Club. This is something new. We're going to be sending out newsletters with travel tips and links to past podcasts. It's going to be really a lot of fun. I want to make it interactive with you and go to speakingoftravel.net and sign up for the Speaking of Travel Travel Club. And remember, you can listen anywhere, anytime in the whole wide world on your free iHeartRadio app. Well, you know, over the years of hosting Speaking of Travel, I've come to realize just how much travel has impacted so many of my guests. I hear stories of stepping out of comfort zones and how travel helps develop tools to live richer and more fulfilling lives. And I love to hear how travel impacts children. Their stories of discovery and wonder are so inspiring as they gain one of the best educations that life can provide. Well, here today, Right here in my studio are some students and their teachers from Swain County, North Carolina, who have been doing some really cool travels with Narrative 4, a global organization whose mission is to build a community of empathic global citizens who will improve the world through the exchange of personal storytelling. Ben Cutler teaches 12th grade English and creative writing at Swain County High School and has been a Narrative 4 ambassador for three years. Annette Sanook Clapsaddle is a high school English and social studies teacher at Swain County High School. And also joining me is Corbin Wildcat, Reagan Beck, and Jack Stuckey. Each of them has traveled to Ireland for N4 purposes, and Corbin and Reagan have traveled with Ben for a couple of years. Well, I am so excited to have you guys here in the studio. We're packed in, but I'm so glad to have you. Welcome to the show. Thank you. We're excited to be here, too. Oh, listen to that. Doesn't that sound great? (laughs) Well, listen... Let's start with Ben. Ben, you're kind of the, um, you've been doing this N4 for a while. Right. Uh, Tell us a little bit about it. What what goes? What's going on? I know okay, it started yeah. in Ireland, but I don't know much more. Well, actually, I mean, it, it sort of started in Ireland. The global headquarters are currently in Ireland. Um, there are a couple places where you could say Enforce started. Um, Connecticut and New York are also um, kind of prime spots as well for Narrative Four. So, yeah, like you said, Narrative Four's mission uh, is focused entirely on empathy uh, and the need for empathy in our nation and in the world. Uh, it's been said before um, that we suffer from an empathy deficit. Um, that if we could just be able to step outside of ourselves and understand those around us and recognize each other as human beings and that everyone has a story and that that story is of value, that the world could be a better place. It's a very idealistic idea, but uh, you need idealism to make the world a better place. Um, So as you said, it's all about creating that empathy through the exchange of stories. Uh, So Colin McCann, uh, the National Book Award winning writer of Let the Great World Spin, uh, is one of the co-founders along with Lisa Kinsig. And the whole methodology for this is the story exchange. So just to give you an idea of what that is, um, 
if you and I, for example, were to do a story exchange, uh, what we would do is I would share a story of mine with you, a personal story um, that's important to me in some way, maybe some story of success or failure, a story about how I became the person that I am today. Um, And you would do the same thing. You would share a story of yours with me. Um, And then we would come back to a group of people, usually a group of about 10 to 12. And I would share your story in the first person as though it were my own. All right. So I would stop being myself for a little while. It's not about my story. It's about your story. And by using that first person pronoun I, right, um, it, it helps me in a small way understand a little bit of what it is to be you. Uh, or to at least have had that experience. And uh, it's especially powerful when you get people together who are just vastly different from each other, maybe uh, from different regions, countries, maybe they're politically different, religiously different, or just, just different people. We all are, we're all unique and different. So you get people together and, and, uh, and get them to step into each other's shoes, so to speak. Uh, power things happen. So Narrative 4 has been doing this now for, uh, for a while. The, the organization is still kind of in its infancy, but it's growing uh, very quickly. Um, and the stories hundreds of story exchanges have taken place in classrooms and communities and uh, good things are are coming out of it. So do you do these uh, story exchanges in your uh, high school, Annette? Do you in your classrooms do yeah, this? Absolutely. Um, thanks to the, the groundwork that both Ben and uh, another English teacher, Don Gilchrist, um, laid out for us. We, we do these in our classrooms, especially the English classrooms right now as we're kind of starting this process at Swain with uh, students exchanging with each other. We did this on our leadership day this year and, and students elected to be part of this process. Um, but additionally, at the beginning of last school year, we, we did a story exchange with our faculty, which was tremendous. We had students. We, uh, Corbin and Reagan actually led that, facilitated um, that process, and we got to know our colleagues even better than, than we thought we could know them through the process. Um, and that was, that was really important for us to start the year from a point of empathy uh, in that way. So I think it's powerful to do it with students um, and then also adults, but I'm looking forward to maybe some exchanges in the school setting between our faculty and students, possibly. Yeah, that would be great. Well, this is it, it's very groundbreaking work, although it seems that it's as ancient as the beginning of time, telling stories. So, Reagan, you and Corbin have been doing this for a while. Is that something that you uh, felt, I want to step up to the plate and start being involved? How did you guys get involved? Right. Well, um At the end of my sophomore year, Mr. Cutler actually approached me with uh, the concept of Narrative 4, Um, and which was actually really funny because I hadn't had him as a teacher before, so that was kind of our first experience getting to know each other. Um, But what had happened is the English department at my school had gotten together and kind of talked about it because um, Mr. Cutler was really interested in having a student come with him to the summit. And so, fortunately, Corbin and I were uh, selected to do that, which, you know, at first what seemed like this completely elusive idea to me. Um, but once we went to the summit, you know, I, I kind of got 
uh, I dipped my toes in the narrative four water a little bit and it was just immediately such a transformative experience. And I, I met so many incredible people and had so many incredible experiences. And when, when I got home, I decided immediately that that was something that I wanted to bring back to my community because, you know, being there and having those experiences is, is just something that I wanted to share with everyone in my life. So, and Corbin, um, well, I, I had a similar, um, approach to the narrative four program as Reagan. Um, and, uh, I was just completely taken by surprise. Uh, I actually thought I was in trouble whenever they called me to the office. So, um, but, uh, I've <clears throat> Reagan referred to it as taking a dip into a pool, but I, uh, I've heard people say it's like drinking in the Kool-Aid. Like, <laughs> like it's, uh, it is, it's like, um, uh, like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, it, it is really transformative. It's, um, I mean, I like to talk a lot and narrative four has really helped me listen, which is a really, really amazing thing. Um, and I think it's a listening is a, a thing that's kind of fading away and what we have right now. So, um, well, yeah, I am loving <laughs> listening to you talk. And when we come back from the break, I want to pick up right there and Jack talk to you about your experience, talk a little more about the summit and and Ben and Annette really get into some meat of how this is being used in your curriculum and where you're going to go from there. So thank you all. This is so much fun. I feel like we're having a party here in the, <laughs> in the studio. Well, this is Marilyn Ball. I'm here with these great people from Swain County High School who are talking to us about Narrative 4. And when we come back from the break, we'll talk more about it and, um, and listen. We'll be right back. This football season, speaking of travel, is joining the tailgating celebration, featuring the food, drinks, and colorful characters that gather in college stadium parking lots on game days. Our good friend, veteran journalist, and author Doc Lawrence will be sharing the flavors and aromas that make this so much fun during the fall. You can be sure that Doc will have celebrities and restaurant recommendations. You can tune in each week through December for all the fun right here on Speaking of Travel. Latino buying power is huge and rising fast. If you want to tap into this new market, then connect by advertising in Ola Carolina Magazine. This glossy Spanish-language magazine is published monthly and reaches over 70,000 Spanish-speaking residents in western North Carolina. Ola Carolina Magazine is about much more than just speaking Spanish. It's about Latino culture. Visit OlaCarolina.com and transform how you attract engage and connect with Latino customers. People call Asheville home for all different reasons, and they all mean a better quality of living that reflects their very own uniqueness. Whether you're looking for a funky loft in downtown Asheville, an arts and crafts bungalow in a walkable community, or a small farm to create your own artistic legacy, Appalachian Realty Associates will help you find properties as unique as you. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office office on Arlington Street, right near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. Fly me to the moon. 
Let me play among the stars And let me see what spring is like on Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. You're listening right here on News Radio 570, WWNC, and 880 The Revolution. And remember, Speaking of Travel is brought to you by Appalachian Realty. They've been helping people call Asheville home since 1979. So if you're looking for a cute little bungalow in town or a farm way out in the country, go to AppalachianRealty.com. You're going to find so much resource right there. It's a great place to go if you're looking for a place here in Asheville. And remember, speakingoftravel.net, you can now join the Speaking of Travel Travel Club and get all kinds of really cool travel tips and information about travel. No passport required on that. Well, I'm excited having right here in the studio all these great people who are talking about Narrative 4, an organization that is... It's all about empathy and and telling stories. Ben, welcome back. Thanks for being here today. Thank you. Good to be here. So Reagan was talking about the summit and how you went to the summit. Let's talk a little bit about the summit because I'm not sure where that is, what that's about. Tell us a little bit about that. Right. So as an organization, Narrative 4, every year in the summer, usually in June, they have their global summit. And this is where they call together um, the Narrative 4 leadership, um, educators and students who are out there doing the work of Narrative 4, doing story exchanges, helping it get into their schools and communities. And we come together for about four or five days and we receive training. We exchange stories. We talk about where we've been and where we're going to be going over the next year, how we want to see the organization grow and how we're going to do that. Um, and it's taking us it's taking us to some amazing places. And, and, and I think really probably more meaningful than that, it's allowed us to meet some really amazing people. So the summit this year was where? Uh, the summit was in Limerick, Ireland, and we were kind of based at the University of Limerick. And there we got to meet all the different people who have come from all different places around the world, from like South Africa to other states in the United States and all over the globe. So it was really fun to all congregate in Limerick. So, Jack, had you, is this your first experience with N4? Well, the. The way I got introduced to Narrative 4 was one day the school had an assembly and Mr. Cutler was speaking with Corbin and Reagan about this program called Narrative 4. I had never heard about it before. And what Mr. Cutler was offering was an opportunity for Swain County High School to pair with another school in Fieldston, New York, to do a story exchange and... That was the first time that I had ever heard of Narrative 4, and I loved it so much. I went out, got an application, signed up and whatnot, got involved, and um, gave in my application and waited through the process and then thankfully got selected and will be going to New York here in October. And then a couple, about a week later, I had no idea what was going on in the background. I got called in the office, and kind of like Corbin, I was like, uh-oh, what's going on? And then uh, 
Miss uh, Clapsaddle and Mr. Cutler were there, and they told me that I was invited to the summit in Limerick, and I was just ecstatic, overjoyed. It was uh, awesome. So that was kind of how I got involved with the summit of Narrative 4, and it was a an experience that I'll never forget. Like, when we went to the summit, everybody there kind of had already been there. There were some new people, and... Uh, I walked in, and it was just like a huge family reunion. It was beautiful. Like, everybody there was laughing, crying, hugging. I mean, it was phenomenal. So that was how I got involved, and I'm super, super blessed to be involved with it. Well, you're making me cry right here. (laughs) What can I say? It's so moving. It's been awesome. And it's so important um, what you're doing. I mean, what each of you are doing, you're really stepping into uh, leadership positions, uh, being able to kind of stand in your uh, self, in your in your strength, and who you are. Annette, let me ask you this, because you're in the classroom, you're working with these kids all the time. What kind of application process is going on? All right. This is the, really, this was the first year that we went through a formal application process because we were um, really gifted with the opportunity to be able to take so many students to New York this fall. Um, and so we, we created this really from the ground up uh, this past year with, with Ben's leadership. Um, and it's a unique application process because Narrative 4 does not um, focus on the students with the highest GPA or um, or who have won major awards or, or anything like that because it really is about empathy and um, crossing differences, we wanted to select uh, a group of students who represented who we were at Swain County across um, lots of different areas from different backgrounds, um, every, everything that, that Ben mentioned earlier from religions, religion to politics to uh, economic status. Um, all of these things were a consideration. So there, a few t- teachers sat down to work on this application process, uh, along with input from our students, uh, especially Corbin and Reagan, who have been through the experience. And so, um, as Jack mentioned, um, uh, the entire student body was um, introduced to Narrative 4 and what it was, and anyone could apply. And then we really sat down and looked at why these students wanted to be involved and was it coming from a place of of empathy, of wanting, wanting to understand what empathy can do, wanting to um, learn from students who are probably really different or have different experiences than our students have in Swain County. So I think that um, we have ended up with a great mix of students that we'll be taking to New York, um, some who have never traveled outside of the state, um, some who, after watching the videos we got from some of the Fieldston students already, have already just connected in their minds with with students they have similar experiences with that they never thought they would, um, being from such different places. Um, I think there's a healthy mix of fear and trepidation along with excitement about what's to come. And it's it really is, in my mind, a great representation of, of our students at Swain County. And tell me just a bit about um, 
Fieldston mm-hmm. because I when I went on the website for Narrative Four, uh, which is Narrative Four dot org. Narrative yeah, Narrative Four dot com dot com Narrative Four dot com. There's a video or a, a story I think right. of some students from this school. Is that considered a high-end privilege kind of school? Um, I suppose you could describe it that way. It's uh, Fieldston Ethical Culture School uh, in New York, and it is a private school, uh, and uh, a, a, a large portion of the student body comes from from privilege. Um, and so Fieldston's been involved with Narrative 4 for a long time now. The uh, article that you referenced, uh, Fieldston uh, and University Heights, two schools that are just miles apart from each other, but socioeconomically speaking, are just vastly different. Huge divide there. Um, they did a story exchange and partnered with each other, and New York Times covered that a few years ago. Uh, excellent article. I recommend that you, you check it out. It's a nice way to get introduced to Narrative 4, actually, if you're interested in what we do and, the, and our methodology. Um, so gr- fantastic people and educators at Fieldston um, whom – uh, I've been working with uh, for a while now. And so when this opportunity came for us um, to, to do something, uh, to give our students some experience, um, you know, I wanted to give our students the opportunity to travel, um, to step outside of what's comfortable, um, to find things that are very different and diverse, but also find things that are familiar uh, to them um, that may otherwise seem like they're not. And uh, so we are just kind of in the beginning stages now of this year-long project uh, with Fieldston. So we're, we're very excited about that. That is very exciting. When we come back from the break, I want to talk more about that and, and find out a little bit about how you are applying all of this to your everyday lives. You know, what is the impact to you, to each of you, Jack and Corbin and Reagan, in your everyday lives as you're growing up and the impact to you both being teachers and educators. So thank you all for being here today. This is so great. Well, this is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. We'll be back right after the break. People call Asheville home for all different reasons, and they all mean a better quality of living that reflects their very own uniqueness. Whether you're looking for a funky loft in downtown Asheville, an arts and crafts bungalow in a walkable community, or a small farm to create your own artistic legacy, Appalachian Realty Associates will help you find properties as unique as you. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office on Arlington Street, right near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. Latino buying power is huge and rising fast. If you want to tap into this new market, then connect by advertising in Ola Carolina magazine. This glossy Spanish-language magazine is published monthly and reaches over 70,000 Spanish-speaking residents in western North Carolina. Ola Carolina magazine is about much more than just speaking Spanish. It's about Latino culture. Visit OlaCarolina.com and transform how you attract in Engage and connect with Latino customers. 
This football season, Speaking of Travel, is joining the tailgating celebration, featuring the food, drinks, and colorful characters that gather in college stadium parking lots on game days. Our good friend, veteran journalist, and author Doc Lawrence will be sharing the flavors and aromas that make this so much fun during the fall. You can be sure that Doc will have celebrities and restaurant recommendations. You can tune in each week through December for all the fun right here on Speaking of Travel. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on... Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball, and you're listening right here on News Radio 570, WWNC, and 880 The Revolution. Speaking of Travel is brought to you by Appalachian Realty. Be sure to check them out at AppalachianRealty.com if you're looking for a place right here in the Western North Carolina area. Well, speaking of Western North Carolina, I've got tonight, today, in my uh, right here in the studio, my guests are from Swain County High School, which um well jack tell us where swain county is we don't even some people might not even know where swain county is give us an idea um let's say swain county is west is that right yeah (laughs) west of Asheville, about an hour away back in a cozy little corner of the appalachian mountains with (laughs) an awesome group of people who uh just have an awesome community with numerous different people from different ways of life. I just love it. That is awesome. So, Corbin and Reagan, are you guys uh, from Swain County? Did you grow up in Swain County? Yeah, I mean, I have I was born and raised here, and I've, I've always gone to Swain County schools. So, And that's been really interesting, especially talking with people from there to four other students who have maybe, you know, grown up in schools with thousands of kids because, you know, going into my senior year of high school— I'm I'm about to graduate with people that I've literally grown up with, so I think that's a unique experience for me. Um, I live in Swain County also, but I live on um, the Koala Boundary, which, aka the Cherokee Reservation, um, and it it is it's a different. Um, you have a like it's it's its own. It's kind of like brackish water, and you have like the sea water, and then you have like fresh water mixing together, and you, you get like a beautiful ecosystem out of it. You know, it's just a lot of diversity, um, and it's its own little pocket of uh, North Carolina, and it's it's uh, a very beautiful place with um, very understanding people, also, which is it's really cool. Well, i I've been to Swain County a few times in my. 40-some years living here in western North Carolina. It's the most beautiful, I think one of the most beautiful places on earth. So tell me a little bit about what it's like when you meet people from these other countries. Um, You were talking about you had met people from South Africa. And um, so, you know, here you really, when you talk about an exchange, a story exchange, you're really, uh, this, this goes pretty deep that you're meeting people who really have totally different lifestyles, totally different cultural norms, traditions. Tell us a little bit about what that's like when you are actually there meeting with them and having this. I guess it's a one-on-one exchange. Yeah, well, well, first they notice your country accent because I guess <laughs> uh, that's, that's just uh, the first thing. Um, and then then it kind of evolves into a sense where – it's kind of like you're in the purest form of just being, and that's like language. And it is beautiful because um, 
where you don't connect through um, culture or any of that. You connect through uh, experiences that you've had throughout your life, and it is. It's um, it's crazy how uh, a little uh, dude from uh, uh, Swain County, North Carolina, can connect on an emotional level um, with a woman from Israel or or South Africa or or just around the world. Just it's we're all in the same boat, and we all have uh, similar lives and, and same stories so and jack tell us a little bit about what it's like when you go into that first person narrative when you've heard the other person's story and then you're telling that story through their through them well it's kind of a hard thing to wrap your mind around at first at least for me like somebody tell me all right i want you to sit down with this person that you have probably never seen before and I want you to tell them your story about what makes you who you are. And then I want you to listen to their story. And then at the end, we're going to switch sides and the other person's going to tell your story and you're going to tell their story. And I think it's high, like, it's an experience where you have to be willing to be vulnerable because when you go into it, you might, like, human tendency for me is that okay, I'm going to kind of stand off just a little bit and kind of tell something that feels important, but maybe not something that, if it does get out, could hurt me or something like that. But what I've learned through the story exchanges is the more vulnerable you can be and the more you can open up with the person you're sharing a story with, the more impactful it can be. I mean, I've shared my story with people that I've met just an hour before and laid it all out on the line and then sorry and then the night after or the night after the after I tell them my story or whatever have one of the most satisfying dreams about family and friends and whatnot and I think it's just realizing that we're all human on this basic level and that the more we can express ourselves to each other and reveal that I have problems just like you have problems. There's nervousness. There's We're all scared. So let's just live in it together and enjoy each other and listen to each other and try to learn like what we can do as humans and as individuals in a society to just befriend one another and make it a happier place to live. So... I love happier places to live, right? (laughs) I mean, who doesn't? So, Reagan, tell us a little bit about what it's like um, now in coming back to Swain County High School and how you're applying this, as Jack was saying, being vulnerable, stepping out of this comfort zone, feeling that you have taken on uh, this empathy for other people and you really are getting it. What's it like when you walk through the halls of your school and there are people there that you're like, eh, you know, not crazy about that, that group of people. <laughs> uh, you know, how are you transforming? You know, I think in a lot of ways it's, it's just raised my expectations of myself. You know, I mean, you hear all the time, walk a mile in my shoes and, you know, the process of the story exchange really it takes that to a real level you know and it and it kind of exposes your humanity and you find little pieces of yourself and other people's stories and now i just I, I really try to apply that to my everyday life even if i may not have heard someone's story 
you know, um, actually, <laughs> funny story. We um, we had a new student come into my class uh, in the second semester this past year, and she had come from a really wealthy, competitive school, and you know, she was just kind of killing the game in our class, and it was making everybody really jealous. <laughs> and I guess it was just kind of evident. And my teacher actually was sitting down and talking to me, and she mentioned narrative four. Um, you know, she was just like Reagan. With your experience in Narrative 4, I think you should just consider, you know, what's what's her story, you know, because it, it clearly was bothering me because I'm a competitive person in an academic setting. Um, and that really, it really spoke to me because that was the first time that someone had mentioned Narrative 4 in, a, in the sense that I should I should be applying that to my life outside of the story exchange and not just, you know, in that setting. But, um, yeah, I think it's just... It's been a personal challenge for me to understand what someone else may be going through whose story I haven't heard, you know. And recognizing that that everybody has a story and by being a little bit more tuned in, paying attention, um, did you... did you cry? Like when you're <laughs> This is the guy to talk to about Corbin's a crier. <laughs> so yeah, I'm 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 emotional big time. Uh, it's it's um it is such like a pure thing and I, I like to look at it as like handing somebody a gigantic weight and you're like, Here, carry this for me and I'll carry what you have and um it's it's hard because I don't like to talk about that stuff, um, like emotional stuff. So it was like this is kind of the first, the first time that, that something like that has ever happened to me, and it was just um, really transformative. And I, I don't think I've ever cried uh, that much before. <laughs> and and there is a lot of sad stories, but then there's there's also a lot of happy and like tears of joy also. So just with so many friends and it it is it's like a gigantic family reunion like jack said well corbin i can tell you you're making me cry right now so we're all here being emotional i love it well when we when we come back from the break i want to talk a little bit more about the future of n4 where you see this ben and annette going um as you're as you're moving through new students coming in and and being able to take it to the next level. Thank you all for being here. This is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel, and we'll be back right after the break. This football season, Speaking of Travel, is joining the tailgating celebration, featuring the food, drinks, and colorful characters that gather in college stadium parking lots on game days. Our good friend, veteran journalist, and author Doc Lawrence will be sharing the flavors and aromas that make this so much fun during the fall. You can be sure that Doc will have celebrities and restaurant recommendations. You can tune in each week through December for all the fun right here on Speaking of Travel. People call Asheville home for all different reasons, and they all mean a better quality of living that reflects their very own uniqueness. Whether you're looking for a funky loft in downtown Asheville, an arts and crafts bungalow in a walkable community, or a small farm to create your own artistic legacy, Appalachian Realty Associates will help you find properties as unique as you. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office 
office on Arlington Street, right near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. Latino buying power is huge and rising fast. If you want to tap into this new market, then connect by advertising in Ola Carolina magazine. This glossy Spanish-language magazine is published monthly and reaches over 70,000 Spanish-speaking residents in western North Carolina. Ola Carolina magazine is about much more than just speaking Spanish. It's about Latino culture. Visit OlaCarolina.com and transform how you attract Engage and connect with Latino customers. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. Let me see what spring is like on... Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. This is Marilyn Ball. You're listening right here on News Radio 570 WWNC and 880 The Revolution. Well, I'm here in the studio today with... This great group of people from Swain County High School who have been talking to us about Narrative 4, about storytelling. And at the break, we were talking about, um, you know, this is landmark work that's going on. This is kind of the future of, you know, making change happen, really one person at a time. And, Ben, you've been doing this now for a while. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about the impact that this is having on you. Right. Um, yeah, just from my own experience, um, my friend Annette here, she mentioned another one of our colleagues, Don Gilchrist. Um, and we have to credit her with uh, bringing Narrative 4 into Swain County High School. And uh, very early on um, in our experience with Narrative 4, she kind of handed the reins over to me, um, which I will be eternally grateful for just for the rest of my life um at that point in my career as a teacher i felt like uh things were starting to stagnate for me um i finished uh, my education in 2008 and that was right when the economy uh tanked uh in the u.s and we started feeling the effects of course of that of course here in an education uh, and it took me a little while to to find a job as a result and then once i did get a job um it, i don't want to get too political but the climate for education and particularly teachers in north carolina has, has been poor uh for a while so my entire experience uh in teaching was in that kind of uh, that kind of climate. And so it was hard for me to feel enthusiastic about education. And I very quickly um, lost my, uh, uh, you know, my vision for education. I kind of had forgotten why I wanted to become a teacher. And I, to put it simply, I just simply was not happy uh, being a teacher. And I think that uh, uh, Dawn uh, recognized that. She knew I needed something, and so she invited me to, to do a story exchange. We just did some story exchanges between our classes. And at the time, what seemed like just kind of a fun and hopefully meaningful classroom activity, um, I had no idea that that would turn into to what it has for me personally um, uh, as a professional, as a teacher, but also uh, you know in my own uh, personal life. Um, I've regained my idealism and uh, my excitement for education, and it's reminded me of, of what I can do as a teacher and the changes that can happen in students' lives as a result of that work and, and my involvement in it. So for me personally, it's been life-altering um, in some profound ways, really. 
And Annette, you you were in education, then you were out of education, and then you came back to education <laughs> at a time still when there were, you know, challenges. Right. So tell us a little bit about the impact for you being involved in this program as well. Right. One of the, the reasons why I came back to education um, – well, two reasons. One is that I, I missed the energy of being around students and learning from students uh, who are far more willing to take risks than adults are. And um, I, I truly missed that part. But also our um, school system was taking this new approach to um, education around leadership development, um, leader and me type of program, and empowering students to um, take on more and more responsibility. And that was exciting. And Narrative 4 fits so well with that concept of empowering everybody, um, students, teachers, into new leadership roles, um, into taking control of our own education. Um, and I think that's a little bit of what what Ben was talking about. Um, additionally, Ben and I are both writers, so anytime we, we get the opportunity to be involved in stories, um, I think is exciting to us. So um, being part of Narrative 4 keeps me energized um, in an atmosphere where, you know, as has been mentioned, um, being a public school teacher in North Carolina is not easy. Um, it's not easy to keep students' hopes up about what education can do for them when they don't maybe always get the same message from the adults around them. So um, on top of empowering students, Narrative 4 also um, allows us to lean on students um, for the courage to continue um, our learning and continue um, to, to emphasize the importance of lifelong education. And I look at that as kind of a movement, mm -hmm. uh, that there's a movement afoot, and this is how change is going to happen and how right. empathy is going to be more open and talked about. Uh, ben, is this something that is uh, that is happening in other uh, schools and other uh, across uh, across the country, across the world? Yeah, I know through uh, through my association with narrative, my association with narrative four, I've been able to meet some amazing educators, uh, people who have become dear friends of mine, and I know that in their communities they are doing amazing things. Not just the educators, the students, right? Because I mean, the students are the ones who really move this forward. Um, you know, I think a lot of the great leaps that we've made um, in narrative four have been the result of student enthusiasm and student innovation and what they want to see the program do. So I know. That that there are communities throughout the states and throughout the world uh, that are doing um, amazing things just like we are and, and, and even more amazing things where there, there are schools in South Carolina and Kentucky and Connecticut and New York. Um, and as we've already mentioned, you know, a lot of the other great places in the world where, where things like this are happening. So it is a movement and you hear empathy has become a buzzword. And there are a lot of, you know, great organizations and leaders out there who are pushing this, who see the need for it. And I know know that you know I personally but also narrative for as an organization um, is is proud to be a part of that and recognizes the need for it 
And, and, I, just, and I just have to talk about these students. Yeah, for just please. A little, you, you know, you, you were asking us a little while ago about, you know, how they got involved in there to four. And, you know, they talked about being called up to the office and there was an application. <laughs> you know, there was an application process that was mentioned. But as far as their attendance at the summit, the global summit. I knew that we had to get students there. I knew I could not do this on my own as much as I enjoyed doing it as a teacher. You know, it wasn't going to go anywhere um, with just me. And uh, so I knew that we needed students. And there to forgive us the opportunity to bring some students um, to the summit. And the criteria that they gave me uh, were that the students needed to be um, good potential leaders and that they needed to be uh, potentially passionate about the concept of empathy and and storytelling. And I knew that I could not find these students on my own. So I reached out to faculty. I reached out to administration. And these students were all recommended to me by multiple um, people whom I respect uh, in the school. Uh, and so we, we've got some fantastic leaders here. And so what we do in our community with Narrative 4 um, as much as I love being a part of it, I know that it's going to be successful because of these guys. So. Well, I am so proud of you all. <laughs> I don't even know you, but I just know that, that, that there's hope when we look at educators who are passionate about sharing these ideas and bringing in people. And then there are students like Reagan and Jack and Corbin, who are stepping up to the pump, if you will, and saying, yeah, I I want to step out. I want to be able to help others and, and be part of the change that needs to happen. So I want to say before we run out of time, thank you so much to you, Reagan and Jack and Corbin, for, for doing the work that you're doing. You're real trailblazers here. And... I appreciate that. We all appreciate that and hope that this movement can continue going because of students like you. Thank you so much. And if I could just kind of add to what we were talking about earlier with our vision for Narrative 4 in the future. You know, coming back from the 2016 summit, I had I immediately had really big plans to just get out and change the world, you know. Um, but what I've kind of started to learn is that these grassroots initiatives that we're taking are a really great start. And I think just being able to reach out and touch someone else's life is is enough to get us going. Wow. Know? So I'm just really excited. Well, thank you all for being here. And Ben, would you let us know, tell us again how people can get more um, involved and, and more information about Narrative 4. Absolutely. If you feel the need uh, for story exchange, if you see a need in your community or in your school, especially if you're a teacher, this isn't just for teachers, by the way. There are all sorts of applications for the story exchange. So if you want to see this happen, um, you can go to narrative4.com. That's the number four. Um, if you would like training, if as a teacher you want to see this happen in your classrooms, um, as I said, narrative4.com, but you can also contact me at bcutler at swainmail.org and I'd be happy to, to get that started with you. Well, thank you all so much for being here and, and really from the bottom of our hearts here at the iHeartRadio platform, thank you all for what you're doing and keep on going. I mean, this is how change is going to happen in the world one, one person at a time. So thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, listen, this is Marilyn Ball. You've been listening to Speaking of Travel, and I want you to go out and tell your story this week. You know, reach out to somebody, tell your story, get to know somebody a little bit better, maybe the person in line in the grocery store. Just 
Introduce yourself. And remember, don't postpone joy. Oh.